Do uh, you mention no cell phones? Good morning. Welcome to church. I am Jesse Lee Peterson. Thank you for being with me. You can get involved by going to our YouTube chat line. And I don't know who's reading them today, but we'll get to your questions and comments. James is out. The hate report hurt his back, so he's out today. Uh, who's reading the uh, comments, Joe? Uh, from online. I can read them. Okay. <coughs> Doug, can you read them? Because he's going to be doing something. Open it up and give it to Doug. Uh, also, good morning to y'all again. I appreciate you being here. A uh, couple of uh, stuff I want to clean up first. First of all, no cell phones during the meeting. You have to turn them off. All right? Is that all right? And so I found this study about cell phones. How many are addicted to cell phones? Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Amazing. So this study said that... Um, Let's see here. The average American adult spent two hours and 51 minutes on their smartphone every day. That was back in 2017. Everywhere people go, their phones are there and in use. People text, browse social media, take pictures, and wear headphones when out and about. I see people at the gym with headphones on, hoods on. I'm like, what is going on? But they always have it on. So here's some facts about cell phones. So today we're going to do a test. During the meeting, no cell phones. And I'm going to see who's going to trip out. All right. 40% of the population is addicted to their smartphones. Most people can't even survive one day without their cell phone. People often take their phones everywhere. Can you survive without your cell phone one day? Have you ever lost it and, and didn't have it for a day? Was it hard on you? It wasn't hard. Who have a problem with losing it uh, if you don't have your cell phone? Oh, you do? Right here. What is it like not to have your cell phone? <clears throat> well, I use the Internet a lot to research things and to read about things. So if I don't have it, maybe I'll be bored or I'll, I won't have, I'll feel like I don't have I won't be able to get the answers to things I want to know about. And how will you get in the answer prior to cell phone? Um, I guess <laughs> I would look online through my computer or something. I <laughs> <laughs> Ever since you've been born, have, have we always had cell phones since you've been born? Uh, no, no. Oh, we so had landlines before, right? Huh? Landlines before, right? Yeah. Do you constantly check your cell phone? I don't know. No. Sometimes I'm riding down the road and I see like a family or people in a car. Everybody on their cell phone, including the driver. <laughs> <laughs> They're not talking to each other at all. Isn't that crazy? Um, do you constantly check your cell phone? No. Most people, uh, no, most phone addicts will experience uh, phantom vibration. Have you, whoever thought they, they thought they felt the phone ring? <laughs> Isn't that crazy? I went through that one time. I felt like my cell phone was ringing, and so I went to get it, and I didn't have the cell phone on. I'm like, wow, that's weird. That's amazing. Have you ever felt like your phone was ringing and it wasn't? Yeah. And you, you picked it up right here? Yeah. And what did it feel like? You felt silly? Yeah, I just look at it, and there's nothing there. 
what I do. <laughs> Are you addicted to it? Yeah, probably. Amazing. Uh, 80% of people have experienced false vibration. 30%, 30% have heard ringing that did not exist. You went through that, Cheryl? You thought you heard your phone ringing? Ringing or um, messages or something like that. Where, and I'm like, did that just happen? Like, <laughs> uh, 80% of 18 to 24-year-olds sleep with their phones right next to them. You, how many sleep with your phone, right? Now, you know you got a problem. You sleep with a phone. You'd rather have your phone than to have the woman next to you, right? <laughs> that is crazy. You sleep with your woman next to you? That right here. Why? You're too old. Why do you do that? I put my earphones in so I can listen to the Jesse Lee Peterson show. <laughs> oh, well, that's all right then. Keep doing that. Why do you do it? Sleep with it right next to you. Oh, I don't do that. Oh, you don't do that. Do you do that? Yeah, yeah. And why do you do it? Well, I do it because I I have to wake up to my alarm, so I need it. You know. Oh, you do. Right next to me. Amazing. Do you I, check it at night during the night? Wake up and kind of check it and see what's going on. No, no. Oh, no. Do you? Sometimes. At, in the middle of the night, you're checking your cell phone. Uh, uh, sometimes I wake up about three a.m., three thirty a.m., and I can't sleep, so I have my phone on, and then I go watch your your. Oh, Shows on YouTube. That's okay then. <laughs> um, an average person check their phones 110 times a day. Isn't that amazing? While the more addicted check their phones as much as 900 times a day. Many car accidents are due to cell phone uses. That's amazing. That's, some people love, who would you like best, pot or cell phone? <laughs> Probably my cell phone. Probably your cell Probably phone? Cell phone. More than you do pot? Yeah. You smoke pot? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> How old are you? Uh, 21. Really? And why do you smoke pot? Um, I don't know. I just started when I was young. It's fun. What I got you started? <clears throat> um, just friends oh, were yeah. doing it, so I tried it out. That's amazing. This your first time here? Yeah. What's your name? Sam. Sam, I'm glad you made it, man. Any questions for me? No. I uh, just love watching you on YouTube. Right I'm on. from Arizona. We actually came out to come see you. Oh, cool. Yeah. I appreciate that. Here. And you're 21? How old are you? I'm 20. 20? Yeah. Oh. And you smoke pot? Occasionally. Amazing. So why you guys are driving here from Arizona? Did you, <laughs> of <laughs> did you smoke? Not. Of course not. Not driving? No. Not driving? No. Oh. Sure. <laughs> well, that's good. Do you have a question for me? Um, this is your first time. I don't think I have one right now, but I might later. Oh, okay. And one other thing I just want to clear up just for the record. Yes, right here. Right here. I was hearing that the psychologists and therapists say that uh, children have a big problem because they, comm- they don't talk to their parents anymore. They right. send them texts and emails and Instagram. They don't even talk to the children. From one room to another room. Right they can be right in the same house. At the same dinner table. At the same dinner table, the kid would ask a question on a text message to the parent. Amazing. When I become president, I'm going to ban all cell phones. <laughs> That'll be the first thing. <laughs> so let me just say this. Uh, I know a lot of people come to these meetings and stuff like that and really nice people. 
But some people come with agendas. They have businesses or they have different ideas about things. And so I, I, I ask you not to listen to that stuff. But if you do, don't blame me when you fall for fall, right? If they take advantage of you or change your mind or mess you up, I don't know it. Don't blame me. Just because they're here, that doesn't mean they know me or I approve of it. Is that clear to everybody? All right. So I got to do this. Oh, any questions for me? No questions. Yes, sir. Are you going to ask the biblical question about the Pharisee? Yes. Okay. Uh, what, is a, what does the term Pharisee mean? What do you think it means? You've heard that before, right? I've heard it. And so this is a fellowship. This is not a teaching thing. We're learning from each other. All right? And we want to know that we know that we know, not because somebody said it. Go ahead. Well, I think I, mean, I don't know the exact definition, but I, I thought it was a reference to like the, the priest class or the intellectual uh, Jewish priest class back in the days. I thought, I think. And what do you think now? I don't know. Oh, okay. Yes, sir. Um, so um, the Pharisees were in the Bible. Um, the, uh, we call it, yeah, like how he said, the priest class. Is Robert on his phone? Oh, okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, the priest class that, you know, uh, di- dictated, make sure the people followed the traditions and supposed to follow the, the law. Um, but when Jesus came, you know, he basically always called them a hypocrite. Like, right. um, I think in Matthew 24, 1 through 5, um, Jesus, uh, oh, when, uh, some, one of his disciples didn't wash his hands before he ate, the Pharisee was like, hey, you know, why he ain't following the traditions? And Jesus was like, well, why, why, why you ain't following, why y'all ain't following the, the commandments? You Amazing. Know? And so, you know, he constantly always called them hypocrites. The Pharisees were the ones that condemned him to, you know, to, uh, you know, die and stuff. So when you have the Pharisees in this modern day, the Pharisees are basically the religious deceivers, oh, okay. the children of disobedience, like how you say. The the priests, the the intellectual teachers. Interesting. You know, stuff, so. uh, let me ask you a little Bible thumper. Uh, what's a Pharisee? No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Maybe before I don't know. Um, You've fa- heard that term Pharisees, right? Yeah, totally. Right. Um, what is it? What does it mean? You know, when I when I hear that word, I think about like what the Bible describes someone who like that is. And it and it's always someone who is just like lying, or not be you know just not speaking the entire truth, and Jesus has to just call them out on it, and they're just like maybe deceiving or uh, in the guise of being holier than thou. And Are you like, a Pharisee? No, I mean I, jeez, I hope not. You Are know? you a Pharisee? No. Do we have any Pharisees here? <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Huh? Who's just gonna be like, yeah? Who? You know? Oh, uh, who's gonna do that? I mean, unless you like are an atheist or something. And hey, amazing. Oh, God, are you a Pharisee? No, no. We don't have one Pharisee here today. Oh, uh, this your first time here? Yeah. Right here. Are you? Are you? Are you a Pharisee? I don't think so. You don't think so? No. And what is it? Um, I think it's somebody who uh, knows a lot about God, 
So they'll tell you a lot about God, but they don't really know God very well. So um, like the spirit isn't there when right. they're trying to tell you about God. Have you ever done that? Um, yeah, probably. Were you a Pharisee then? Uh, yes. Oh, okay. How, how did you hear about us? Uh, YouTube. Oh, welcome, man. How Thank old you. are you? 23. Amazing. Any questions for me? Uh, not that I can think okay. of right now. So let me, I, I'm dressed like this today because I wanted to wear this shirt to say, stop having sex out wear a lot. When I wear this shirt to the gym and other places, everybody talk about it. <laughs> and so this shirt is on, um, jessaleepeterson.com. So if you want to get it, it's a nice conversation piece. And it also reminds people not to do it. Wait until marriage. But up and down the road, everybody talk about it. I go to the bank, they just have a fit. Because <laughs> they have not been told not to uh, have sex before marriage. Stop having sex. Um, Mary, are you a Pharisee? <laughs> this is so good. Isn't it good? Wow. This is about knowing thyself. Are you a Pharisee? I, I don't know. I you don't know? <laughs> well, you know she's one. You don't know? <laughs> well, I am not. You are not a Pharisee? Why do you say you're not? I say I'm not because uh, the, th- the things that I'm speaking about are from personal experience, not from just, I heard those people saying that, so now I, I'm going along with them. Uh, I haven't learned it from... Tom, Dick, or Harry, so I, I know it personally. That's what makes you not a Pharisee? Yes, because I, I mean, you're supposed to internalize, and the Pharisees, obviously, they went to college, they learned all the things by route, and so they are able to tell you exactly what to do because they learned it. How and do you so know that's what a Pharisee is? How do I know that? Yeah. Because that's... The indication I'm getting from the Bible, even the Bible, they, the Pharisee people who were the priests and whatever, mm-hmm. they went to school and they learned what to do and how to do it. And so they were then telling the other people, this is how you have to do, this is what you have to do Amazing. to get over there. Okay. Uh, let me ask the young lady next to you. And then Doug, give Doug the mic. Uh, are, you, are you a Pharisee? I don't think so. I've never heard of the word until today. Oh, you never heard it? No. You never read it? I've heard of heresy, but not Pharisee. Oh, okay. So as far as what people have said, what that means, I don't think I am. Oh, okay. How was life this week? How was what? Life. It was good. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, good. So you're married, right? I'm not. Oh, you're getting married? Um, I Probably not. Why not? Did you tell me that last week? Um, we were here too. Was it? Two oh, both of you were here yeah. last year. Oh, yeah. Are oh, you guys dating? Yeah, we've been together about 24 years. Oh, and did you tell me he was a beta? You said he was a beta. Oh. <laughs> Are you still a beta this week? Today? Trying not to be. <laughs> did anything change between last week, I mean, during the week, and today? Well, n- not really. Not really? So you're still a beta? <laughs> beta! Beta! <laughs> Well, we want you. That's why she won't marry you. Right? Um, 
We've been together for so long. I mean, I just accept what it what is. So, and what is? Yeah. What does that mean? Meaning, um, when I want to get married, he doesn't want to get married. And there was a time when he wanted to get I don't want to get married. And now that we're older, I just accept it for what it is. And if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. Are you gonna? You don't want to have some white babies? Um. We need white babies. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um. It's just, it hasn't, it never happened, so we don't have kids, so. Right, I know. Yeah. It's time to have some, but you got to get married first. Are you living together? Yes, we are. Beta! <laughs> Why don't you change it now that you know better? Well, I think that's more, it's his decision, not mine. He doesn't want to get married. So he I'm, does not? Yeah, he doesn't. He does not? He doesn't. And you want to? I wouldn't mind, but I think. So why you stand with someone that doesn't want to get married? He's being honest. I don't want to get married. Um, uh, why you stand with someone that's not going to marry you and you would like to get married? Because I love the guy. You love him? Yeah. How do you know you love him? Um, I've been with him for this long. I must love him. What is love? Um, you care for somebody. He loves you back. It's, it's, it's a beautiful feeling. Amazing. Yeah. May I say that you guys don't love one another? You can say that. And then tell me I'm wrong. You can disagree. Totally disagree. Um, and we'll still have lunch. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you love one another, you right. would not be living together without being married. You right. wouldn't have sex before marriage if yeah. you love one another. And that love that you feel is coming from the sex thing. Say that again, the last part. It's coming from the sex. The oh. love that you feel for him is not real love. Yeah. Uh-oh. Real love has no feelings. Okay. It has total respect. You treat people the way you would like to be treated. You do the right thing, and then that comes back to you. Anyone that has sex before marriage don't love one another. You have animals having sex before marriage. They don't love one another. Isn't that true? We are different. We are made in the image of God. We have to do it right if we want that right to come back to us. And I've been there, so I totally understand, but you can overcome it. You don't have to be that way. The world have trained you to be that way because they want to control you. Cortez wanted to be president, so she she perverted you so you could vote for her. <laughs> huh? Yeah. Is her last name Cortez? Yeah. yeah. So what do you think about that? Um... Well, like I said, I'm still open to the idea of marriage. Right. But, but you're not open if you live with a man who's clear that I don't want to get married. I don't want a wife. But you should stay here and I'll just use you when I need to. And then you're thinking that, oh, I'm going to service him and I'm going to change him. And eventually he will want to marry me, right? No, actually, I don't think that way. You used to think that way? Um, No. So, are you being honest? Yes. Okay. So, why are you staying with someone that's not going to marry you? I, I like the fact he's being honest with you about right. it. Um, because, I, like I said, we've been together for a long time. It's just like, I feel just like in any relationship, married or not, you go through ups and downs, and you, if you're committed, you're committed. No, I mean, and I have, obviously, family who 
wish that they never got married. They think it's just a piece of paper. And we're, I feel we're just doing what's best for us. But it's not best for you because you would like to be married. He would not want to get married. Am I right about this? Yeah, we kind of, like she said earlier, we kind of switched positions on this. So when we were young, I wanted to get married and and have kids and that stuff. And then uh, she she didn't want to. She wanted to finish school, you know, start a career, those things. And then, you know, as things kind of dragged on, things kind of switched. And now you don't want to be married, get married? Yeah, I look at it like, you know, that it's a societal construct. It's a what? It's a construct of society. What what does that mean? I'm black. Basically, it hasn't been around forever. What hasn't been around forever? Marriage. Why do you say that? Because it's usually the nobles and people with money that would get married and the, the commoners didn't. That's not true. Who told you that? Well, it depends on what society you come from, but yeah, that's... Which, what society? Are there different societies? Yeah, throughout the world. Uh-huh. There's different cultures. Which one did you come from that you believe that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it, that's, that's the sort of... The first thing that God did when he created Adam and Eve, he married them. So marriage have always been around. Now you have people with their own agendas... And they come up with excuses and they don't do it. But that's not the rule. As a matter of fact, your life is better when you do it right. Because what you put out is coming back. And so if you do it right, you're going to get right back. But if you do wrong and pretend that it's right, your life is going to be hell. That makes sense? Yeah, it makes sense. But the way I look at it is that, you know, like, like she was saying, I know a lot of people who are married, but it is just, it's just a legal binding contract and they hate each other and maybe because they did it wrong they yeah. got into it because if you have sex before marriage or you live together you're getting you're getting married in hell and all you're going to catch for the rest of your life is hell but if you do it right you're getting married in heaven and your life would be heavenly good will come back to you that makes sense yeah i understand where you're coming from do you disagree with that well i i still see it that you know that the commitment is what matters, and how you treat one another is what, what matters probably more than anything else. So being right doesn't matter to you? Well, that's, that's your definition of being right or versus wrong. It's What's my definition? Being married. Oh, okay. I'm not trying to force you. You could do it that way. And she's going to die first. Right? You notice men die first, right? I'm sorry? Yeah, yeah, I know that. You know why, right? <laughs> but do, do it, honestly, do it the way you like. I'm just trying to show you the order of things because I used to be in that hell. And when I overcame that father state, my life is absolutely amazing. It's like magic because I'm doing it the right way. So do you see marriage outside of the kind of like the legal, the legal framework of it where you could be married without going through... The, the court and, you know, that sort of... That's a good question, man. I want to let this young lady respond to that, just to hear what other people think about that. Uh, respond to that, and then I'll come back to you. My, hold on to the mic there. I want to find out, if, are you a Pharisee or not? <laughs> he tried to get rid of the mic and walk away. Uh, right here, right here in front of you. So is it marriage is the legal th- aspect of it? What do you think about that? 
I understand what, where he's coming from. I, I where is he coming from? As far as thinking that it's a piece of paper doesn't define the relationship and the commitment. Um, but in, I mean, why wouldn't you want to get married to the person that you want to spend the rest of your life with? For, and that's my view of it. I just don't know what would stop you from doing that. Just to formalize everything, and it, it does kind of help your children in the long run, and it just sets everything in order, like all your finances yeah. and everything that that goes with it. Building what do you think family. about that? <laughs> I'm a I'm a big I'm a big believer in free will, and so you know, the, getting into <laughs> that's a whole nother ball game. <laughs> so. Entering into a binding contract and things like... I, I, I totally understand having kids. It's very important for society and things to have right. that intact unit. Um, being that we don't have kids, it's basically it's just a legal contract. And, you know, with society and, and marriage the way it is right now, I don't know if it's still about 60% But divorce. I would base my life on the way other people's lives are. Because you don't know what they're doing, why they're not getting along, what's going on, Right. So I wouldn't base my life on anyone else. Right, but you know, if if things do change, if if she wants out of the relationship or if I want out of the relationship, it's not going to be some life destroying legal, you know, costly. Oh, she won't take all your stuff. Well, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> because in California, they take all your stuff. Yeah, family law is pretty brutal, and and divorce court. Is, Man, so I got an answer for that too. So, God love us, but you just don't realize it. It's a way around all this stuff. But let me take this, y'all lady, then, then we'll move on to something. Else. Did you have your hand up? Oh. About that? I didn't have a hand up. Oh, okay. Yes, ma'am. Can I, I, thought I, can, I, can I ask a question? No, um, really. No, okay. <laughs> no, but, but when, when, you, you, when you said, like, you <laughs> wanted to get married and have kids and she didn't because she wanted, why didn't you just say, you know, this is what I want, and we're not on the same page, and I'm going to go and maybe find somebody that wants to have kids. I want to have kids. I want a family. Why didn't you Who are you asking that to, the young lady or the guy? The guy. Because he said, he said when well, he, he was younger, he wanted back to. back and forth with him. No, but he said One when he was young. One wanted marriage, and the other said no, then the other said yes, and the other said no, and been back and forth, now they're too old. But I thought, but... <laughs> But I thought he said when he was younger, he wanted to have kids and he wanted to get married. Right. And my question to you is, why didn't you say, okay, that's fine. If you want to do your career, that's fine. I want to be married and I want to have kids. Oh, that's a good point. Why didn't you go and find, find somebody, somebody that wanted to have kids? Because like he said, now you're you're older and you're probably not going to have kids. And you kind of... It ain't that bad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> But you, Abraham you know what I mean? was a hundred and Sarah you was can. 99. You can, but... Thank you. Do you want, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm just asking. Do you the want question. to respond to that? Um, basically, it, you know, I I loved her, and you know, I was being patient with Mary. It was, it was kind it. of yeah. It was kind of like she has to rat. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. So it was uh, where I was just being patient, and she was saying, you know, down the road after after this goalpost and after that goalpost. And so I was just like, okay, you know, hopefully, you know, she'll finish with school. And then, you know, when school took a long time and, you know, after school, the career pretty Amazing. much was just a job. 
you know, so, yeah, at that time, you know, the... So Cheryl makes an interesting point there. Why did you just move on when you realized she had another plan? She wanted education, job, and all that kind of stuff, and you wanted a family. Why did you let her go and go and get someone else? Well, with my mindset now, if I was back then, then that's what I would have done. Oh, okay. But back then, you know, I was, you know, hopeful that, you know, like I said, she'd finish up with the school. Things would just kind of fall into place, but things didn't work out that way. Oh, I see. What do you say to that? It's a bit shocking. <laughs> it's shocking to hear that? Yeah, Why? Um, wow, he would have left me. <laughs> it's pretty shocking. Yeah, he wanted a family. You didn't. You wanted education and well, a job at the time. I we were really young. We met, um, we got together after high school, and I felt we went to a really bad high school. I didn't think we were prepared to have kids, and I felt like... I had to go to school, get stable first, then you can have family. Amazing. Or else you'll end up working in a really a, a crappy minimum job. I didn't want, I didn't want hardship that way. Uh, he could not afford to be married at the time. Um, it's not that. It's, I was just thinking practical terms. I think but he had a job and was making money, right? Were you? Yes. He, he was, was working. UPS. He was working at UPS. Oh, okay. I, and yeah. so, why do you trust that he would take care of you and, and the kids? Um, well, I guess I was thinking I, I wanted to be one of those parents who they're both working. Why? Why? Because why? Because you know, I I don't want to be poor. Basically, I mean, I think a lot of women, you know, want stability, and that's what I was. But he had a job. Right, but and we, UPS is a good company to work for. Yeah, you make buku money. Yeah, you really do, especially if you're a driver and a loader or something like that. Yeah, and you didn't trust that he can take care of you. Well, I, it's not that. It's just that I felt like we just weren't ready. That's all I felt. But he felt like you were. Um, but yeah, but I didn't. I didn't feel I was ready. Oh, I, 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 I bought into the idea that. You know, you should go to school, go to college. Yeah. Get, I bought into that. Yeah. And then once I got it, it's like, this is kind of a little crap. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So I felt like, oh, I wish I just got my A and had kids. Yeah. That would have been enough. But now that I'm older, well, it is what it is. That's how I see things now. It is, it that's is sad. what it is. So. Amazing. But I believe there's still a way. Uh, there is still a way out if you guys still want a family. If you just because God's not going to hold it against you, and like you're realizing now that you should have done it the other way, He will forgive you as soon as you realize you're wrong, and you still have a chance to have a family. You're not that old. He How old are you? I'm. I just turned forty-one, so he and, thinks I'm old. So oh, he thinks you're old. Yeah, he thinks I'm too old to have kids. How old are you? We're, we're basically the same age. I'm forty. I'm 42 or... Well, you guys are not the same too old to have babies. Go home tonight it's, and try it. <laughs> we're not married yet. Oh, yeah. Go get married. I'll do your marriage right now. And then go home tonight and get at it. Because God, I'm telling you, he understands we're in a fallen state that we cannot see. And so Satan is always feeding us ideas that are not right. And if you don't understand that, you will go with those ideas. And then eventually you realize, wow, that was wrong. As soon as you realize you're wrong, it's all done with. And it's still not too late. How about that? Well, just as far as medically, the 
after 35, the, pre- the pregnancies just get higher and higher and higher risk. And the I chances- wouldn't trust that either. Because if you love what's right with all your heart, soul, and might, and you are right, and you have faith, you don't have to live like the world live and believe what the world believes. They are, they're the one of no faith, so they come up with all these crazy ideas. And as children of God, you shouldn't live by their ways. What do you think about that? Yeah, I, I understand your, where you're coming from. Abraham was a hundred. You ever seen a hundred year old man make a baby with a 99 year old woman? <laughs> I haven't seen it myself, no. It's still impossible. Especially since you don't have to die. Uh, what spoke on it? So how are you, how are you feeling now hearing his real feelings? I'm not surprised. Okay. I just, I'm listening. Um, no yell at him once you get in the car. Oh, no, no. Um, Call me if she yells. I'm sure he, he still thinks I'm too old. There are risks, so. Yeah. It's just I think a matter of my my reality, I have to accept it. Yeah. You have to accept it. And don't be mad about it, though. No. Because we all do stupid things in a fallen state. And as far as the law of the land concerning marriage, as children of God, we have to follow the law of the land. We must give Caesar what belongs to Caesar. So if Caesar said we got to get married, then we have to do it. And God would bless us for it because we are doing the right thing. We're setting that example so the world can see the right way to go. Just because there are laws that said you have to get married that way, that's not a reason not to get married. Because if you do it right, as I said earlier, it'll come back to you. What is making you cry right now? Um, I don't know. But don't, don't judge yourself like that. We, I'm telling you, we all have done crazy things. But now that we're starting to wake up, otherwise it's going to be as though you don't have a past. But seem to try to remind you, but don't listen to him. So don't feel guilty. That make sense? Yeah. yeah. Don't hold that against yourself. Just do right for now and things will be fine. All right? That makes sense? They bow in their head, folks, but they're not talking. Yes. Yeah. That makes sense to you? Uh, but don't judge yourself. And then think about it. Maybe you will do the right thing and get married. It's not too late. It's definitely not too late. But you got to make that decision, all right? Okay. Um, Duh, are you a Pharisee? I don't know. I don't think I am. And what is it? Well, my understanding is that it's like, Someone who, some, somebody said it earlier, somebody who's well-versed in maybe the Bible or whatever, and that yet they're a hypocrite. So they tell people to do one thing, but they do the other. It's okay that she cry. That way she get past. She's just watching herself out. So don't pat her on the back and all that. Because right? that makes you cry more. Have you ever been in a room and you felt like crying and someone noticed and they said, what's wrong, baby? Now you want to boo-hoo. <laughs> so it should be fine. Yeah, but I just don't judge yourself for this. You're waking up to it now. You'll be fine. Yeah. Don't, don't hate it. Um, I'm sorry, complete now? What's a Pharisee? My understanding is that it's someone who tells people to do one thing and they're doing the opposite. So like, so a hypocrite. Somebody said it earlier. Oh, okay. 
Uh, oh, let me ask Esteban, then I move on. He's a little Christian. <laughs> Are you a Pharisee, Esteban? I hope not. Uh, <laughs> that means yes, right? What is it? Uh, how Doug was saying, a hypocrite. So you're uh, telling people what to do, you know, thinking that you're doing right and that you know what's right, and then you're doing wrong at the same time. Okay, and you don't do that? Uh, no. At least uh, I'm working on it, if I do. So, if I'm working on it, if I do? So, if you're working on it, that must mean you do. Well, I'm aware of of uh, the possibility, I guess. Okay, yeah. all right. Uh, yes, sir. At the end here. Are you a Pharisee? No. What is a Pharisee? Uh, so, what I know of the Pharisees is in the Bible, there was a group of people who, uh, when Jesus was going around... Uh, telling people about the good news of the, his gospel. Uh, there was a pe- group of people who were like whispering among each other and conspiring to like catch him and arrest him. And they were also always trying to catch him up in lies, like asking him questions about, well, what, what about this? Right. The, the law of Moses says this. What do you say? And trying to catch him up. And then um, after he went into Jerusalem, those same people dragged him before the religious rulers, the Sanhedrin. Um, to accuse him of a bunch of stuff, and they said, well, we can't do anything with him. So they took him up in front of the Roman rulers, Herod, and accused him of stuff. And he said, well, I don't find any guilt with him. He said, I washed my hands of this. It's up to you guys what you want to do. And they said, well, give us back our guy Barabbas and crucify this guy. And he said, are you sure you want to do that? And they said, yes, and let this be on our heads and the heads of our children. We want to do it. Let's crucify him. So do you they think that only, only preachers can be Pharisees? So what I'm just saying is the, those guys who did all that, that was the Pharisees. But weren't they like pastors or preachers or something? Well, they Rabbis were, or whatever? They were just like the Jewish leaders. Oh, right, okay. And so only a, do you believe that only a preacher or a leader can be a Pharisee? Well, Jesus called them I'm the children of the devil. That? I'm asking, do you believe that? Do I think that only leaders can be a Pharisee? Yeah, leaders or preachers or something like that. I don't think anybody's a Pharisee now. You don't think anyone is now? No, that's oh. a, that's that's what they were 2,000 years ago. Oh, okay. That, there was the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the scribes. There's different groups. And oh, this okay. one group had this spirit about it that killed Christ. Interesting. Right here in the black shirt. Um, Are you a Pharisee? No. And what is it? Um... Not Jews? Not sure. You don't know what it is? No. Oh, okay. Um, I had a quick quick comment. Oh, okay. Um, Most, you know, that idea that you're too old and all that stuff, men are in their prime in their late 40s, 50s, 60s. So those statistics about not being able to have kids and all that, that's all fake. Yeah, it is. Because most most men are in their prime, like in their, you know, late 40s, early 50s. So Yeah. When you wake up, you're going to see how the world has screwed us up with lies. It's all messed up. It really is. You're absolutely right. Um, is this your first time? Yes, sir. Oh, good. Pharisee. I want to ask you about a Pharisee. Are you a Pharisee? Uh, I don't believe I am, but I'm not. I'm not too keen on what a Pharisee is. Oh, I mean, okay. I've heard it from. You heard it before. In church. Have you read in the Bible? You read in the Bible. Yes. Oh, okay. Um, so you don't know what it is for sure. Exactly. Not exactly. Oh, okay. What's your name? Your first name? My name is Andrea. Andrea, good to meet you. Any questions for me? 
I really or intrigued. any disagreements or anything. No, I really liked your discussion about the marriage that you were having with these folks. Yeah. Um, it, it's I'm sort of relating. Right, right on. In what yeah. way were you relating? Uh, that we're not quite we're not married and we're living in sin. I guess you with are air quotes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's your boyfriend next to you. This is my fiance. We're engaged. And you guys are living together already. Yes, sir. Why? We've been living together for six years. Why did you let that happen? I invited him to live in my home. You did? Yes, and I why? Did. I had love feelings. Uh, you had a lot of feelings? I had love feelings. Oh, you had love feelings? Yes, I did. And what brought on the love feelings? When we met, we had a deep, strong, communicative uh, bond right away. We communicated very deeply, very intimately, and um, I felt that connection with him. I began to come to know him, and I liked the qualities in him that I was seeing, and I thought he was a good man. You still think that? Yes, I do. And why uh, why hasn't this good man married you? I don't remember what it was exactly, the wording you used when you said we were fallen. What, it, what is a the word? fallen state. We were in, in a fallen, fallen state. Yeah. yeah. I'd like to say that we were in a fallen state for many years at the right. beginning of our relationship. I understand that. So that for in itself was the reason why it was not going to happen. And were you Christians at the time you met him? Did you believe in God? I have always believed in God. Oh, okay. And he has come to believe in God very, very oh, okay. deeply now. Um, why have you got married since you became aware? So why did you start doing it the right way? What's holding you back from that? At the highest level of that, uh, I'm too... No, let me, let me rephrase that. We are just coming out of a fallen state, I think. That's oh, okay. why. You just started coming out yesterday or this morning? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Very recently. Oh, I We've see. been doing a lot of growing over the last six years, and I think we're finally coming to a place where we're growing individually, very uh, spiritually. Yes. And... Um, uh, and then that will facilitate some uh, the the progression forward together. So, do you hope to marry him eventually? I do. You do. Does he want the same thing? Absolutely. He said I, that. Do you want the same thing? I do. And what's holding? Let me. What's holding you back from marrying her now? No, nothing. Nothing oh. at all. Uh, for for me. I want to have the money to put on like a really nice ceremony. Excuse. I, okay. That's another excuse okay. because you I, can get married, do a nice ceremony later. I I would marry her right now. And why have you? Other than want to put on a nice ceremony. I, I mean, that is... Um, that is a big reason why. I mean, we just haven't planned planned a wedding 
you know? Normally, uh, men don't care about the big wedding. I, They'll go downtown and have it. That's what I said. I mean, I would yeah. I would go to the courthouse. Right. I literally had this conversation where, like, I'll drive down to the courthouse right now and get married. Why haven't I, you done that? She won't go? No. She won't go? But, no, no. I'm saying, no, like, no that's not true. Uh, <laughs> no. I Like I said, I would... I would when you say I'll, I'll marry you. Yeah, marry us. I, I'm okay with that. Are you okay with that too? <laughs> oh, that means no. no Take that long answer. We jumped a broom yes. when I first met him. You jumped a broom? Yeah, in our home that we lit. That we're, why did you jump a broom? Because he feels like he. I'm going to let him explain, but he's been calling his wife for the last five years because uh, we jumped the broom. I don't, I didn't necessarily believe in that old me spirit either. ritual. That's so dumb. Uh, we were in a fallen I see state. black people jump we the broom. In. We were in a fallen state. Look, yeah, I know. Look, look, right all, that, all that stuff, we, like I said, we were in a fallen state before. I think Andrea articulated it really well that we're, well, I'll just speak for myself. Right. Very recently coming to, to waking so up. Yeah, I just and, say it, man. And um, I, look, I had no religion, no no tradition, no spirituality. And all, all that I really had before were, um, you know, little bits and pieces from history that I kind of liked. Like, you know, like stuff like that. Like, okay, jump the broom. And I... Who told you to I, jump a broom? Nobody told me Are that. Are you from but Africa? No, no, and and actually, <laughs> that's why Africa. the reason. Actually, the reason why I liked it is because it it it's kind of uniquely American. Actually, it's jumping a, a broom. Yeah, it's not from Africa. Oh, um, black people think it's from Africa. Well, it is not from Africa. I'll let it's, them know tomorrow yeah, on the show. But it is not from Africa. But <laughs> but the the thing that because I always looked at it like, well, I'm I'm a strict constructionist the constitution says nothing about marriage therefore ninth and tenth amendment would take over so that would be a state issue states define what marriage That's is amazing so and, yeah you say but, you're, you're not religious okay but let's so let, let me let me finish okay. and and so i looked at it kind of like a, a document between two consenting adults that the state of california has that's you know, that is the legal marriage. And then there's this other side where marriage is like a, a bond or a covenant between two people. And as I've kind of woken up over the last year, n- not even a whole year, but yeah. over the last year, you know, realize that marriage is a, it's a really s- sacred thing. Yeah. And, um, the the only way like the state gets involved with it is the reasoning you just used where we as christians are we don't start revolutions we don't we we follow the law of the land and so therefore if the law of the land is is this and we and we've bastardized marriage so much it means anything now. You know, two women can get married, two men can yeah. get married. The world has done that. It, it, exactly. Yeah. And 
And, and, we're, so, and we've been going along. I haven't, but most Christians have been going along. And they with have. It. Yeah, you you see churches now, and there's like a, you know, a yeah. purple or the rainbow flag, and all are welcome. And it's like, have yeah. you? That is not. That <laughs> that is not. But, and and like I said, I mean, I look. I would get married right now. I have I have no hesitation with it. This is someone I'm going to spend my life with. The, so let me ask: Did you want children? If it. I do if it's in the cards. If it, do you still want children? Yeah. Do you want children? I have a child. I would love to have a child with him, but it hasn't happened. And we have tried. There have been periods where we've tried. I have some um, reproductive issues. I'll just oh, say. Okay. So I'm you have already, a child with someone else? I have. I've been married before. You've been married before? Yes, sir. That's amazing. Are you older than him? I am. That's amazing. How many years older? Twelve. You're twelve years older than him? Yes, sir. Why would you marry someone or even be with a... It's a mom and son relationship. Why mm-hmm. are you with him? That's I don't your believe son. it is. I don't believe it is. He's a mature man. You, know, with a- you are more mature okay. than he is. Mama word. Mm, okay. Why did you do it with a little boy? Not a little boy now, you're old. Oh. But why, though? You got it all messed up all the way around. Okay. The man should be older than the woman. And the woman should not have been married or have kids or the man. Let me, let me just but finish with I her agree, and then I, I come back. I agree with here. what you're saying there, okay? Yeah. And, and, and We're going to uh, have a marriage seminar coming up soon. Here's the thing. We didn't, we did not, when I, Met Andrea. I was just getting over a severe drug addiction, alcoholism. You know, all all these that. all these things. I mean, I, I was literally coming out of the gutter. Yeah. Where my best friend was, you know, a Stratocaster. And it's a guitar, if anyone doesn't know. But you know, it's like I was like a wreck and putting my life back together. And Andrea was also, to some degree, probably. Not as bad as I was, but you know we we met each other in that um, condition where we were just kind of getting ourselves healthy. I and, understand. Yeah, and um, we we had a really deep connection as a result of that, you know, and and then everything in my life um, start. I mean, really started getting better. In, in a lot of different ways. And it wasn't until, I mean, I've been on a spiritual journey for a long time, but it, I wouldn't, I mean, you have a lot to do with it in the last like year or so, like where I really understand what God is and understand what yeah, being man. a Christian is. And, yeah. and so it's like I got armed with the tools and the facts after the fact. I understand you, you, that. If that makes sense. And 100%. And, and so, it's like... we all in that fallen state, and we do all these crazy things, and then we start waking up. Exactly. And we have, have, our house is on fire. Right. You're absolutely right. Right. And yeah. so, and so it's like that, that stuff had, everything in my life had, had already, the table is set, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, um, it's, this is, where I was at when I found the light yeah. and there's, there's 
What is preventing you from doing it the right way now that you nothing absolutely nothing? So why not do it the right way? Right. I'm not talking about marriage anymore. The right way is the hard way right now, but it's the best way, and it works out very well. What do you think the right way is now? I think the right way is to marry Andrea. What do you think, Andrea? The right thing to do now is what? Now that you've come out of, I understand you got into this situation of fallen state. You find out she's older than you. She's been married before. She has a child. What is the right thing to do, Andrea, now that you're waking up? That's a very, that's a little bit of a difficult question for me, but the first thing that comes to my mind is that, and growing up believing in God and going to church my whole life, is that I am, as I said before, living in sin, and this is, my marriage or my life cannot be blessed with him unless we're married under God, you know, that's what I believe, and I've always believed that, and so... I think might that might be part of the reason why we've we're in that fallen state together. Um, the right thing would be to continue to work on myself, which is what I'm doing right now. Yeah, and that's my main priority. Yeah, um, to continue to be a good mother to my daughter. How old is your daughter? She's eleven. Okay. And um, are you being a good mother to your daughter now? Yes. So if you live with a man that's younger than you, mm. not the daughter's father, how are you being good to your daughter? I guess I'm not in that. I'm sorry? That, I guess I'm not from that perspective when you say I don't that. want to take your mind. I'm just asking how, how are you being good to her? If you're doing all these things that you should not be doing, I'm and she's just, aware of it. I'm not modeling the behavior that I necessarily believe in. Yeah. yeah. And you realize, do you realize your daughter is going to pattern after you, right? I do. I'm, and she's going to catch hell, too. I do. Do you realize that? Yes, sir. Amazing. I want to ask this young man next to you, what does he, what do you think about this conversation, sir? This is your first time here? I was here a couple of weeks ago. Oh, good. Okay. What do you think about this situation? Um, I personally, yeah, I personally don't think the age should make a big difference. You know, I oh, don't yeah. think so. It's okay if the woman is older than the man. I think if she's mature, like this, this woman sounds really mature. Right. You know? So it's okay so for her he. to be older than him. I think it's okay. Why? If he, if that's okay, how is he going to lead her? The man is over the woman. And so if she's older than him, how would he lead her? I think he would lead her by her actions, not by her age, but not by his age. You, he would lead her by her actions? By his actions. Oh, but his actions are not going to compare to hers. She's already lived where he's on his way to living. Right. That's, that's a hard question to answer because yeah. she's already been through it and he's just getting out of it. Yes. So he has to evolve and turn into that person. But by the time he evolved and turned in, she'd be dead. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm joking. I, I don't think the age makes a big difference. Oh, so God was wrong by that? <laughs> no, I'm not saying God was wrong. 
I don't think God was wrong, but I don't think age should make a huge difference. Oh, okay. How about, is this your wife next to you? This is my daughter. Oh, that's your daughter? Oh, yeah. yeah. Hi, daughter. Hi. Do you agree with your father? Um, would you want a younger man? I definitely would not. You would not? I would feel like I, I'm going to have to, like, baby him. You will. You'll become the mama. It won't, it can't help it. Yeah. Uh, so you don't agree with your father on that? Not at all. Not yeah. a little bit. And so what do you think about their situation? If you were sitting here, what would you advise for them? Um, if they were, if, like, they, you guys are waking up, I think the right thing would be, you know what, we did it wrong, and now it's, it's going to be harder, but I think it would be to separate, you know, and then just to focus on your daughter and, you know, give her the right example. It's going to be hard, I understand, but, you know, eventually, like, and way sooner than you think, I think it'll get better really fa- really fast. One last person, then I move. What do you, what would you advise for this couple? Now that you heard the story. Yeah. Um, honestly, every relationship that I've had that started when I was in a quote-unquote bad place, I think we've all been there, they were never successful. Right. My most successful relationship is when I gave myself two years of I'm at the best uh, person I am, yeah. and then I was able to find the best person for me. So this might be a little difficult to hear, but you might need to take a look back and see is is your relationship really based off love or is it based off codependency? Because relationships that are, that are founded between two people that are in drugs or alcohol or going through a divorce or going through a tough time, normally it's codependency that really glues that relationship together. And I'm hearing a lot of people talk about um, not having the state a part of your marriage and that's not a good thing and very smart, articulate people I'm hearing talk about this, but at the end of the day, the reality is to be a part of the society, you need that because it's not just kids that are infect or that that are a part of it. If something happens and the person you consider to be your husband or consider to be your wife gets in a car accident, they're not going to let you through those doors if you're not quote unquote married. If one of you falls ill, one yeah. you're not going to be able to help the other because society right now our healthcare is, is in a really bad place. So it's you can't have it both ways. So you so can't that say that you're married. the right thing to do. Exactly. We have to we we set the tone for the world. The world do not set the tone for us. Men and women of God. That's right. So let me just do this real fast. Do you want to know what I recommend? But do what you want. They both are bowing their head. Let me hear you say it on the mic. Do you want to know what I... Absolutely, we'd love to. Of course. Okay. I recommend, now that you're waking up, you need to go apart. Separate. And you need to be there for your daughter because your daughter... Does she have her father? Is she with her real father? Oh, yes. Okay. You need to be there for your daughter and set that perfect example for her so does her father, right? And I understand the fact you got to help each other through a rough deal, but that's not a reason to do it the wrong way. And now that you're waking up, you should start doing it the right way because whether you know it or not, you are the head of the woman. And she's too old for you to be with. You're not strong enough to guide her, lead her in the right way. And down the road, there's going to be more problems. Because eventually, she's not going to like you for your weakness. Am I right about that? That I, that I wouldn't like him Eventually, for his down the road, you're not going to appreciate his weakness. You're not going to like him because of his weakness. 
think he's a really strong man. He's an Obeda, that's for sure. If he wasn't, he would already be married to you. If he wasn't, he would be waiting on planning for a wedding. Because men lead the way, and, and a woman that uh, you know doesn't hate men follow the man, and she happily does it. And so, beta she's male, followed. She she's followed me, and I've I've drug her through some absolute hell as where where I've good. where I've led us, where I've led us in just business endeavors and things things that if she wasn't willing to be following me, no one would subject themselves to. So I'm the struggles that she's had to go through to to follow me were yeah. not small, easy struggles at all. And there's no time to get into that. But I, you know, I 100% hear people talking about codependency and all, like, I hear that. Could I, you make it, could you survive without her? Could I survive without her? Of, uh-huh. of course I could survive without Can her. Can you survive without him? Yes. Okay. Because you guys have been together for a while. You've been, ha- you've been doing the do thing, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's how you addicted to one another. It's like a drug. And so it would be hard to separate from that because the mind started telling you he's with somebody else. His mind going to tell him that you're with somebody else. And which are all lies from Satan. It shouldn't matter anyway. But it's hard to break up once you've been together that long and having sex and doing the things the wrong way. The ego doesn't want that to happen. That makes sense? That totally makes sense. Yeah. I, I mean, there, a lot of what I hear here makes sense. Um, you know, I, I know what we've been together, you know, what we've been together through and right. I, you know, know where kind of where we stand as a couple. And, you know, I definitely don't see a problem of codependency with us. I don't. Okay. And that's something I recognize, you know, very, very easily. And, um, I just Andrea, I don't see like a maturity problem. I, I, I don't see those things. Andrea, let me ask, what, uh, in short, what was going on in your life that you took on a, such a younger man? Were you insecure or something? Uh, no, in fact, I think I was fairly, I had a lot of confidence. I walked around with well, my head held high. What made you take high. on such a young man? Because what I saw in him wasn't a young man. Oh. I, I, could look, I could put him in a lineup with men his age and... He was nothing like them. He was as mature as my ex-husband, I'd say, in terms of, in a lot of ways. Maybe he didn't have the life experience, of course, but the maturity level was very different. Amazing. The comprehension level, just the, I mean, he just wasn't, he wasn't as young, like, in, right, okay. emotionally, he was capable Emotionally, well, we're gonna be having a. To my own life, you know, I, I I had to be 20 years old the time I was five years old. You know, I I was the kid making well, my own dinner, walking to school. You know, like I yeah. I had to let me you know, do this. Earn money by the time I've been working you since I was seven. You gotta come to the, the uh, marriage conference we're having. When is the marriage seminar, Ernest? April 6th. We have a seminar for couples, whether boyfriend, girlfriend, engaged, married, or whatever. Right at it's going to be on a Saturday from uh, 12 to 2, I think, right here. So make sure you come, and we can really dig in there. Will you come? Oh, okay. Make sure you, both of you come. All right. Um, yes, sir. 
So work it out yourself, but we'll talk about it in the conference if y'all still together. All right. <laughs> yes. Do you think that women who, uh, older women who date younger men, do it all because of ego because they want to control the man and their self-esteem is so low that they can't go after someone their age or someone who's above them? Yes. Right? 100%. Yeah. 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 But we'll talk about it. Don't mess up the conference. Um, so how many of you have anger? Be honest about the anger. You, you, you have anger. Okay. Um, you have no anger? Um, what's your first name? This your first time? It's my first time here. Oh, yes. yeah. Welcome, man. What's your first name? My first name is Brandon. Randy? Brandon. Uh, Brandon. Yes, sir. You have no anger? I don't think I have anger, no. You, you have no anger? I try not to, no. You have no anger? No anger. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and why do you say you have none? Uh, because I've been working on trying to forgive um, very hard. So anybody that wrongs me, uh, I go to that place where I think about, you know, forgiveness and. You forgave your mother. Yes. You went to her. Yes. You went to your mother. I I, I went to my mother. Yeah. No, did you go to your mother? When you say that, what do you mean? Did I go to her? Did, did I you, did I go to my mom and forgive and say I forgive you? Yeah. In in many ways, yes, absolutely. In, in multiple ways, I said I forgive. Did you go to your mother and her. say I forgive you? Yes. You went to your mother. Yes. Is she black? Of course. <laughs> I know I look mixed, but yeah, she's black. How did that go? Uh, it, it went well. I mean, she's she's uh, she, she sometimes has problems hearing. You know what? She sometimes has problems hearing or understanding what I'm saying. Right. Uh, but but let for me, tell you, it was good. She doesn't have a problem hearing. Oh, she doesn't. She totally understands what you're saying. Okay. She's just playing a game on you. Pretended that she doesn't understand. Mm. Don't fall for that. Mm. You went to your father? Yes. I've, I've, me and my father have had an uh, easier time talking than me yeah. and my mom. Yeah. Well, good, man. Mm. How come you stuttered when I asked, did you go to your mother? You seem not to be sure you went. Well, because, I, I mean, it, I've I've gone to, we, we've had multiple discussions. So I, I, there wasn't, there's not one time that I can point to and say, yeah, that was the one time when I went to my mom and, and specifically asked for uh, or or told her that I forgave her for everything because it it was a you know long path to that. But in the multitude, in the multiple times that we have had that discussion, I okay. yeah we did. And are you living with her? My mom, no. Oh, good. You're on your own. My mother's in Chicago. I'm out here. Oh, good. Yeah, you know we, we met. Yeah. Her, we met a while ago. <laughs> good man. And yeah. um, what is it like not to live with her? It's good. Oh, good. Well, good yeah. man. That's I good. appreciate that. How about you? Yeah. You say you're a Pharisee. I mean, you have anger, right? Yes, I do. And, and why? Against my mother. And uh, because uh, she divorced my father and my entire life, she always told me and my brother bad, bad things about my father, you know. That are not true. Yeah. Yeah. So, but even though they divorced, we grew up with my father. From Monday through Friday... We used to live with my mother and weekends with my father. So my father was always present in my life. And I'm not saying he was perfect, but my mother always played a... She always wrote a picture that my father was a monster, this and that, you know? And it's a lie, because my father gave us child support until I was 30, you know? Yeah. 
So he always treated me and my brother very well. All the, the all his properties he already gave to me and my brother in life. He's still alive, and he gave everything he has to me and my brother. So, Amazing. Yeah. Where are you from? Brazil. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Nice. Uh, are you just visiting here? No, I live here. I've been oh. living here for 15 years. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Amazing. And so have you gone to your mother and forgiven her? No. Why not? Well, it's hard. I mean, every time I go to Brazil, I, I see her, you know, but sometimes I, I have a little... I feel sad, you know, because what she did was wrong, you know. Yeah. yeah. You need to do it, though. This will be yeah. the last time you have fear of dealing with anyone. Okay. But if you want to overcome the beta male, you got to face your mother. Uh-huh. So you should go to her. And you're shaking your boots, but tell her what she did, and you're sorry for holding that against her. She couldn't help it. Yeah. You have to do it. I are will. You, are you married? No. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, you should do it before you get married. Okay. Will you try it? I will, for sure. Yeah. Any questions for me? Oh, no. It's a pleasure for me to be here. Oh, it's a pleasure to have you here. <laughs> I really appreciate it. So let me see the people with the anger. Oh, good. Are you a beta lady? I mean, are you a Pharisee? <laughs> a beta lady. Beta! Are you a beta? Are you a Pharisee? If I am, it's unwittingly. Oh, okay. Do you I know, think that's possible. Do you yes. know what it is? Um, from what I've heard in the room today, it's a lot of different stuff. But I, I feel like it's almost, I guess, speaking to something with such conviction, but not necessarily either knowing what you're talking about or following the oh, okay. thing that you're imposing on people. All right. I may not have a grasp on it, so. I'll come back to it in a minute. And then, okay. Are you a Pharisee? You have anger? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. You don't have it at all? How did you avoid it? Um. Like, I know when I was younger, I used to always get angry with, How like, my you? siblings. 21. You're still younger. I know. But I, <laughs> but, but I just realized in my life, I used to always get in fights with my siblings. Yeah. But I realized that was something I didn't want to do. I started building better relationships with them. And now that doesn't happen, like, with my siblings or my parents. I'm not yeah. fighting with them. I think that applies to other parts of my life. Right on. How about you? You have anger? Um... Kind of like little things, like playing a video game or something, but Are not you a really. Gamer? No, not really. Just occasionally. Oh, okay. When I do, or like little mad things. at the video game, or like chess or something. Like just not not real anger, but like micro anger, I guess. Oh, okay. But I realize it though, and still, just. Yeah. Hopefully, you overcome that. Yeah. Too. Good man. So here's what a Pharisee is, and a Pharisee doesn't have to just be, and you all are right in a way, what you're saying. So I'm not knocking it. But a Pharisee is anyone who has anger. <laughs> you say stupid? May I tell you why? God said that the Pharisee is the person that cleans themselves up on the outside, but not on the inside. And anyone who has anger is not clean on the inside. And so that's a Pharisee. So they go around pretending to be one way when in reality they're another way. And so you can dress up and be educated and act smart and do smart things, know the Bible, quote the Bible, and still be a Pharisee if you have not cleaned up on the inside. The kingdom of heaven is within, and God made both. We have to clean out. He made us physically, and he also made us inside. And we have to clean inside and out. That's a Pharisee. You still think it's stupid? Well, I think that, that yeah, 
Yeah, it's not what a Pharisee is. That's what he said the Pharisees did wrong. No, he, he called them. No, he called them Pharisee because of that. They dressed up. They had intellectual. They pretended to be helping others when inside they were evil. They were not of God. And so anyone, Pharisees is not just limited to a preacher or a rabbi. Anyone can be that. That's why before you enter into the kingdom of heaven, you must be clean on the inside. You must forgive because that's the nature of Satan. And I know because we, you don't really seek to know for yourself. You just believe what the teachers say. You know, they say it's one thing and you don't really examine yourself to know yourself. God can tell you exactly what he tell anybody else if you know yourself. And then you can know that you know that you know. And and so the world is living, expecting the preachers and the teachers to be a certain way, but they're not expecting that of themselves. You know, you have to, you can't, you shouldn't put some other man or woman above you. If you expect the preacher to be right, you should expect that of yourself too. A preacher or a teacher or a psychiatrist or no one is no better than you. It's still a human being just with a title only. But that person is still the same kind of person. They have the same problems. They're in a fallen state. Uh, and a title doesn't change that. Only when you repent does that change. Does that make sense? Anybody else disagree with that? I don't mind at all because it's a fellowship. Yes, sir. A disagreer? Hold on a minute. You had your hand, all right? Okay, go ahead. Paul was a Pharisee, and the reason I think the reason why Jesus chose Paul is because the Pharisees were like, back in the day, were like the conservatives of today. And the Sadducees, the other um, leading group of um, preachers, you know, rabbis, were the liberals of the day. And the Pharisees believed thing, especially what separated them, was the fact that they believed that there was um, uh, life after death. You know, there was a resurrection and other things that, that made them the conservatives. But conservatives, they were like rhinos, like you're saying. They were fake on the inside. They really weren't the real deal. That's why they can't stand up. And even Paul said that he had anger yeah. issues and that that's what he was saved from. Well, I'm telling you guys, think about it. Do what you want with it. But anyone who has anger is dirty and dark on the inside. And it doesn't matter how you dress up the outside. It doesn't matter what club you belong to. It doesn't matter how much money you have or don't have, who you're with or not with. Uh, if you're not clean on the inside, you're a Pharisee. You're a hypocrite. It doesn't just apply to preachers. and It, it applies to all of human beings. That's why you must be born again before you enter into the kingdom. You must forgive because in that anger, everybody is dark on the inside. And you live by darkness, not by the light. And once you drop that anger by forgiving, the light comes on. That's why you hear a lot of people say, oh, I can now see. I woke up. I was in a fallen state. You were in darkness because your inner house was not clean. Isn't that amazing? The world has lied to us, I'm telling you. You got to know for yourself that you know that you know. And then once you know, you got to start speaking up. Because we are the light of the world, the salt of the earth. We got to shine the light so others might find their way. And you're not going to be afraid. Once you overcome that anger, 
you're not going to be afraid to speak up because you would know that God is with you. You really will. It's going to be amazing. You will know it. And if people don't like it, don't agree, it's fine. You have no problem with them. You understand. All right. Um, any other questions about that or anything? Did that help a little bit? Yeah. See, the world or the teachers got us focused on somewhere else when it's really the focus should be on self. Know thyself. And once you know yourself, you can see the world around you. It's so weird. No one can hide anything from you. And if they hide it, they only temporarily. You'll see through it, right? You'll start to see through it. But you got to be, you got to live by the light. Yes, Mark. I think today was extremely interesting because you say we live by faith. And people say, I remember the couple said that marriage is a social construct. It's not real. You say, and I agree with you, racism is not real. It doesn't exist. That's right. But for people that believe it exists, you can see it how it plays out in their life. Yeah. And for people that believe, like Grace, like why would you not want to get married? You can see where she's coming from. Right. You can see where everyone is coming from. When you base it on we live by faith. We live by belief. That's why we have to be careful of what we believe in because whatever you believe in believes in you and in you and it will control you. It really will. So you have to be careful. That's why God said only have faith in God. Trust no man or woman. Only have faith in God. Not in the Bible. Not in the rabbi. Not in the preacher or the teacher, in God only. And you cannot go wrong because we do live by faith. We really do. Well, even if you're an atheist and you say, well, I don't live, I don't believe in God. So that doesn't take you away from not believing in something. I mean, you believe there is no God. You believe in something. And that's what's going to lead your life. It's so weird, but it's so beautiful once you believe in the right thing. That's yeah. why I think today was just so interesting because we have people saying, you know, the, the man should be older than the woman. We have people saying legitimately, and they believe it, that doesn't matter. You know, you can't have kids anymore past this number. Yes, you can. That doesn't matter. And it's like we have both sides of every argument. And, like, people, for them, everyone is right. You know, whether you believe you can do something or not, you're, you're right. So, like, if you believe you can't have kids, you're not going to have kids. You know right. What I mean? That's and, a good point. You're, you're not going to. If you believe marriage isn't real, you're not going to get married. Why yeah. would you do something that's not real? If you believe very these things point. are, uh, you know, very, very real, no matter how imaginary they are, they are real. They, they play yeah. into how you are going to behave life. and speak. Yeah. Your belief is the only thing in your control. Amazing. Absolutely. Yes, ma'am. Interesting day. Thank you. Well, first off, a happy St. Patty's Day to everyone. Oh, yeah. Do you have a green? I'm a bracelet. Oh, good. I don't have to pinch I don't want to get pinched. Right. But um, I was in a pinch last week um, with the gentleman that I was sitting next to How we were kind of both talking about, like, our parent problems. And, oh, yeah. I remember that. And you were there, too. Um, so with, with what Mark was saying, I know that sometimes, you know, we kind of – when we're put on the spot, we talk out of our ass. And in, in a sense, you I realize... You talk out of your ass? Well, you're not thinking. How do you do that? Right, you're kind of just speaking from, like, emotion, oh, and you're not okay. putting things, like, in a cogent manner and, like, how it really is. So I realized I was... 
I think the way that I was speaking off the top of my head, it sounded like I was judging my parents, and that's when Mark said, you know, if you knew what they had gone through, that you wouldn't judge them. Yeah. So, because I'm such a contrarian, I agree with everything he was saying and that um, what Joel was also adding in, but I also have been reflecting this week that um, part of the burden of be- becoming an adult is that it really doesn't matter what's happened to you in your past, and like some of us come from really horrific backgrounds, and Unfortunately, we kind of just have to pick up the pieces and move on from that. So my thing with my mother, um, from the age of nine, and I can confirm it with other family members, I wasn't seeking her approval or her her love. In fact, the older I became, I wanted to be a loser just to spit in her face, even though it was only, you know, really affecting me. Um, So I realize, or I think about it now, and it's like, well, if, you know, as an adult, you have no excuse you know, for certain actions. And, <clears throat> like, I think once your trauma becomes your child's trauma, you know, then there's there really is no no excuse for allowing yourself to affect your children like that. And so right. I, I'm fine with the fact that my mom is dishonest with me and that she plays a lot of um, head games. Yes. But when I see it happening to my sisters who are still, you know, they're, they're not adults, they're far from it, then it's like I don't know how to, like reconcile these differences and like the injustices that are happening you know within her own house so i think that's like where where i was coming from because i really don't place any judgment on my parents because they've both come from you know some some pretty uh tough backgrounds well if you have forgiven your parents i will warn my sisters that you need to not be angry at dad and and your mother because they tell them you're going to end up just like i've ended up yes what they're doing to you is wrong but don't hate them for what they're doing don't let it be a big deal. And then they, at least somebody would have told them. And then they see that change in you, sure. they have a chance. Well, that, but that's most why, people, that's like my impetus for, for coming here and becoming a better person yeah. so that they can see. Because I've explained it to them. I've apologized for being a bad sister yes. and not setting a good example. Yeah. And I brought up things that they didn't even remember. And I said, do you forgive me? And they have. And yeah. I said, good. My hands are clean. When you're an adult, I don't want to hear any of this. That's because, right. <laughs> because we've, I've already that's like cleaned right. the air. But um, yeah, that's just kind of what I wanted to Yeah, you know, warn share. them about it because you're supposed to. Let them know our parents are screwed up. They can't help it. And then the mom is trying to make you love her. Because one thing about mothers, you're going to love mama. <laughs> you going no, oh no, you gonna love me if he had to kill you to make you love her. And so just let the kids know not to resent that. She can't help it. And don't let it don't get mad about it. Speak up but don't make it a big deal. And, and they'll be fine. One last question, because I, I do feel like um, you know, on at some level that they're aware of that and they'll you know, there it's gonna take them years to digest that. But um actually one question I do have, as an adult, um my mom has set aside money for me is it okay to take it or do i just tell her i'm an adult i'm forging my own way take it i recommend you get your own job make your own money have your own money so if she does give you money take it with a big old smile thank you but don't let her control you okay yeah she can give it to you but still not don't be under her control okay and make that clear okay i'll take this but you don't own me anymore you can't control me, and you'll be fine. Well, that makes money. sense because a lot of parents try to con- try to control their children with money. I've seen that over and over again. So yeah, take the money. Thank you. <laughs>
Um, oh, I see so many hands. What do I see? Oh, amazing. Then I got two more things I got to share with you. Uh, right here, this young lady first, and then we'll go across the room. Right here, after her, then you, and then here, then here. Go ahead. Yeah, going back to what she says, because um, cause I have a lot of siblings, too, and some of them are younger, and my I lived with my mom and my stepdad, and I'd never really talked to my stepdad, like, my whole life, but my mom, I just always saw how she was so angry, and um, they've gotten a lot better, Yeah. but it's not like they overcame, like, they still haven't overcame the anger, it's just, like, they don't take it out on my siblings as much as they did when, like, I was younger. Right. So I don't really know, like, my my little sister that I have, like, he, he's her dad, too. I'm helping her a lot, and, like, she's kind of just seeing me and starting to believe in a lot of things that she went through, like, not even a year ago. Like, last year today, she was in the hospital, like, with, like, like really, like, almost dying. And then How old is she? She's tw- 21, and oh, she has okay. a baby. Wow. And so, like, so if with her, like, I know earlier you said, like, the path is going to seem like it was a whole nother life, and... That's what I'm kind of seeing with her, too. Like, she's saying, oh, I can't believe that was a year ago. Like, that seems like it was, like, lifetimes ago. Yeah. Um, and I don't really know how to, like, help my siblings to not to not have that anger. Because my little brother, he's, I believe, 13. I'm not too sure. But around that age. And he's just, he has a lot of anger. And my other sister, she goes to college. And she just has a lot of anger, a lot of yeah. issues. And I told her, like, you just need to forgive them. And with her, she, like, just will not forgive. Yeah. My older sister, she just has so much anger, too, and she just will not forgive. I'm like, well, if you don't want to forgive, I don't really know how else to help you, you know? Right. I understand that. I have a big family as well. And two of my sisters hate my parents. Even though they're both dead, they still hate them. <laughs> and their lives are screwed up, right? And I've told them over and over again, you need to forgive. This is why you're having a problem. And they justify that anger. They don't really want to let it go. And so now that I, I've told them, I let them suffer and die. I just say <laughs> suffer and die. Uh, because there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. Only God can take it away once they admit that they're wrong. You have no other choice but to let them suffer. Okay. And my little brother, he has like, I, I don't want to say anger, but I don't know what else to call it. But he has yeah. anger towards my my little sister, which is his older sister, they both have the same parents. Yeah. And um, because she kind of can just do whatever she wants, get away with anything. And then he's just like, well, why can't I, you know? Yeah. And I tell him, like, well, you're not a girl. You don't even want, like, why would you want to get away with those things anyway, you know? Yeah. But, like, for him, I don't really know how to, you know, get just him to him see tell him he needs to forgive them. Let him know, I understand what you're going through. I understand why you're going through I went through it, too. Mm-hmm. And the thing that freaked me up, is I forgave them. I didn't need them to change. I forgave them, and that way the anger left. I would tell him, and they'd be that example, but that's all you can do. And as he get older, hopefully he'll remember your words and your example, and maybe they'll come around. Yeah. Okay, yeah, because I've have helping him, because he's going to high school soon. I definitely don't yeah. want him to be, like, a slut maker or anything either. I, yeah. don't, want, <laughs> I don't want them to, like, <laughs> even have anger. <laughs> so I'm yeah. trying to help him out and just see that. I just yeah. don't – I see he has a lot of anger just towards my sister, too, because she could just do whatever she wants and yeah. get away with it. So I'm like, don't even because worry about her. Because parents are not being fair, though. He see that they're not treating each other the same. And kids hate that when they see one child being treated differently or better than the other child. Parents are supposed to treat their children the same with perfect love. So that's why he's upset. Okay. And just let him know you understand, but he still needs to forgive because they might not change. And uh, and if he doesn't listen, let him go through what he got to go through. Eventually, okay. he may wake up to it. But don't give him money. Don't don't try to buy him off. Don't no, be don't. nice. Just be honest. Okay. All right. I totally understand. One of my sisters, 
catching hell right now. <laughs> and every time I talk to her, I have a cousin like that too. They want to talk about their problem. I'm like, I don't want to hear it. I've told you what to do. You will not do it. Suffer and die. And I don't feel anything about it. I feel nothing about it. Yeah. Just because God doesn't, I mean, you don't listen, there's nothing can happen. The pain may make you cry out one day, but it's not personal, so let him suffer. Right in front of you. Yes, ma'am. Um, a thing that I noticed about myself this week is that I'm incredibly indecisive. Yeah. And I wanted to ask you, is indecisiveness um, like a symptom of anger? 100%. How because so? Because anger is causing you to listen to thoughts. And it's not you that's making up these, oh, maybe I will, maybe I won't, I'm going here, I'm going there. You listen to thoughts because that's how you live. Satan's mind is your anger. That's his anger. But once you overcome that, you start to pull away from that. And anger, be, I mean, thoughts will be way out here eventually, and you just live by faith. Walk by the light. It's so amazing. It's easier that way, too. So you're not going to get over until you get over your anger. So I was telling you that I had already done the forgiving my mother thing. Yes. And I'm good with that. Yes. Is there some other area that I should be looking? Yes. Or should I even look and just kind of sit still and Here's let it come to me? what I highly recommend. Not if you've done it. Yeah. Practice doubting thoughts. Let them pass. Because they will still come and try to deceive you and give you ideas. And because you've grown up with that... He still thinks he can seduce you, right? So just be aware of him. Don't meditate, observate. Just watch. You're the watchman. So just watch what he's telling you. Eventually, that'll be gone. That's all you do. Just relax and just be, but watch him and don't believe it because he gets involved in everything. He gets involved. This morning, I had to make a call to to someone because uh, somebody messed up my TV or something, right? And I'll try to watch the news. And so I'm, I'm like, trying to get this thing done, get ready to get here. So I'm rushing. And I guess I must have hung up on the person. And they thought I was mad or something. And I hadn't even think, thought about it. But Satan told them that I was angry or something. And I didn't even think about it anymore. He gets involved in everything. You could have to go to the toilet and he'll tell you, wait an hour. Why is he involved in going to the toilet? Wait, Why would you right. do, and then they're like, oh, 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 I gotta go, I gotta go. But he gets involved in everything. You gotta doubt everything that he tells you. There's not one thing that he says up here that you should believe. Not one thing. Just let it pass. Don't control it. Don't, don't, uh, try to pick out the good ones. Just watch it. It's so crazy how much he get involved in your life. That makes sense? It makes perfect sense. And the thing about going to the restroom, see, it sounds odd, but I actually, <laughs> I experienced that because see? like, cause, no, seriously, because, I <laughs> because like I work from home. So I sit there and I'm like, nope, I'm going to finish this before I go to the bathroom. I'm going to finish it. I have to finish it because if I don't finish it, they're going to judge me and they're going to say yeah, that I'm slow right. and I'm not productive and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Nobody's even checking for me like that. No. So <laughs> everything like, you just, tell you just is a lie, the bathroom. Everything. If you got to practice, just let every thought go. And have this attitude, a wait and see attitude. Wait and see. Really, it's so amazing. Okay. Okay. Oh. 
Let me. Oh, I just have one last thing. Okay. Well, I guess you technically, you already answered it, so I should probably well, go stop. ahead real fast. But Make no, it was my indecisiveness that I have right now is, is to me, it's very big because as I'm listening to people in the room, I haven't pondered relationships in a while. And I'm now, I must have the anger still because I'm fearful that I might run into that guy that is indecisive too. And he's just like me because. What guy? Any guy. Are you serious? Yeah. You thinking about a guy that doesn't even exist? <laughs> exactly. You and know, that's the thing. I catch. You've already messed my- up the relationship. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? But that's what I'm saying. So I just, so I stay to myself. You. No, I stay to myself because I'm like, hey, man, I don't want to put that on some dude. So you like, believe it into some a poor lie. soul. I'm, I'm just saying. Because <laughs> if pass. I know I'm falling, I'm not putting that into somebody else's life. That's not cool. You, you shouldn't but, do that. That's crazy. <laughs> But I put work over going to the bathroom, Jesse. I'm in a fallen yeah, state, clearly. You know I what I mean? I do. <laughs> but Amazing. no, I feel like um, I, it is thoughts. You're right. Because I yeah. start to think like, okay, what if I'm like 50 and then he comes along? It's like, oh, man, that's going to suck. But <laughs> Amazing. Two things. I recommend you forgive and I recommend you doubt every thought. I'm telling you, that's what I do. And it get better, 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 better. Because they have you believing and doing some crazy stuff. Yeah, he was working on me this week. Let me take these two and then I'll come back to you, all right? Uh, This young man, did you have your hand? Oh, you. No, you didn't, huh? Okay, yes, sir. I just wanted to say real quick, uh, when you said you, when you have him with you, you won't be afraid. And um, you were just saying it kind of in passing to something else a while ago. What I said, what now? Uh, a while ago, you said when you have God with you, you right. won't be afraid. Yes. And I just right. <clears throat> wanted to say that statement I heard you say in passing on YouTube when I was just flipping around one time. And that sentence is literally why I'm sitting here today. Right on. Because you had said that, and I was going through something with my business, and I had all these fears and all these thoughts, and it was really just I was really in the pits with my business and I didn't know how to confront people that I needed to confront I didn't know how to do things that needed to happen and I just wanted that feeling of I don't want to have fear and it was from that that grew into all these other me forgiving my mom and my dad and and just kind of got me on this whole path but that I just wanted to say was so profound to me right and on like, man got me you know going anyway. that's amazing and god uh christ came that we may have perfect peace and if you let that anger go you will have perfect peace you really will and um uh daniel pull up our while joy is telling me this pull up uh isaiah 26 3 for me all right go ahead uh joel It's uh, just online comments and okay. questions. Yes. Uh, Giovanni A. Um, says for the couple here, um, to be honest, my mom gave birth to my younger sister at age 51. Right on. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't listen to the world about this age thing of having babies because the world is of Satan. You are of God. And God is saying does not operate the same way. I really wouldn't do that. 
unless you've got some kind of thing that you already know you can't have one or whatever, right? But I wouldn't pay attention to that. Yes. Um, Spider Bib says, I want to be a Christian again, but I still have doubts I need to get over. I don't tell people uh, Christianity is an honor to be a Christian. Really. There's no other religion better than being a Christian. But I don't tell people to become a Christian. I tell you, let that anger go. Because once you see that you're wrong and let it go, you'll see yourself what you want to be. Because you're going to wake up and you'll make your own decision about that. It's not about becoming a Christian. It's about becoming a son or a daughter of God. Really. Christian is just a way to say what you are. I mean, which religion or something that you serve. And it's an honor to be a Christian. It really is. It's a blessing, by the fact. Okay. Yes, go ahead, Joe. Two more. Um, Five Winder says, I only forgive people if they ask. What's his name? <laughs> Five Five Winder. Five Window? Winder. Suffer and die. <laughs> it sounds like that Muslim guy that called the show the other day. He only loved those that love him. That's not love. If you hate one person, you hate everybody. Go ahead, Joel. Uh, Smoking Locust says, where does it say in the Bible that the man should be older? Where does it say in the Bible? Yeah. Read Genesis. Okay. That's all. Go ahead. That's, that's all for now. Okay. Right here. And then I want you to read that for me. And I have one announcement and we going to be out of here. I had a question just here. If you think uh, when it comes to relationships and couples since we're on that topic, would God bring you someone? I mean, not all, not all, but most women, you know, given to emotions. Would he bring you someone that you really need to work on? Or would he bring <laughs> you someone that would be, like, how would you know? Um, God would put the perfect woman in your life because whatever your heart desires are, he would meet them for you. It will be the right person. But, yes, you still may have to work on her because you're going to have to, you're over her. Women get their lives from men as men get their lives from Christ, their life from Christ. Christ get it from God. So they got to go through you. So you got to help them through it. But it won't be as bad as the woman that you went out and found for yourself. Because we don't know what we want. So he would give you the perfect woman that can that can work with you. You'll be able to help her overcome. It won't be as difficult. Thank you. Yeah. Same thing for ladies. He'll give you the right man. All right. Uh, yes, sir. And, uh, and come and read that for me. Come on down. Yeah. Are you shy? No. Pot smoking. <laughs> <laughs> Should I fire him? Yeah. <laughs> How do you tell your boss you smoke pot? Live on air. Should I? Yeah, live on air. Should I fire? Yes. No. Uh, some people say. <laughs> Some people want his job, so they say yes. <laughs> Read, uh, uh, what did I say? Isaiah 26.3. So this is from the. Come over here for the camera a little bit. You can say, yeah. This oh, stand right here. I think they get you here. Oh, it's from the King James. We're the best producers on this side of heaven. <laughs> That's mean I can't fire him. Fire him. He doesn't look like he smoked pot, huh? His eyes are too clear. <laughs> Joel, <laughs> I asked Joel, did you know that he smoked pot? Because Joel, like, 
he couldn't believe this boy was saying on air he smoked pot, right? Joe like, what the? I said, did you know he smoked pot? Joe like, yeah, I thought that. <laughs> I can tell. Did he ask you one time if you smoked pot? I don't remember, but he think, he says he, he said he asked you. I don't remember. Yeah, you didn't look like you smoked pot when you came to work. All right, go ahead. <laughs> So, this is from the King James Version. Uh, it's Isaiah 26, 3. Thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusts in thee. Right on. And so what's going to happen, once you let the anger go, you're going to wake up, and you're going to become aware. And all through the day, all the time, it's not like you're walking around thinking about Jesus or about God. It's just that you can see and that's why he said, pray without ceasing. You can see. And in seeing, you know it comes from him. And so your mind is not up here, Brian, but your mind is staying on him because you are aware. That's why I would tell this young lady, practice staying away from thoughts. Let them all pass. Don't believe it. And that way you're praying without ceasing, who says that your mind is always with God. And it'll work out very, very well. But you got to be aware. And so don't force it. Just realize it. Practice it and it'll come. All right? You have a joint on you? No. <laughs> Did y'all know he looked like, does he look like a pothead? <laughs> She's like, a little bit. <laughs> All right, thank you, buddy. My <laughs> so here's my last thing. It's almost over, so I got to just say this. There was a shooting in uh, New Zealand, right? Right, New Zealand, at a couple mosques. And so I talked about this on the radio show. What is blowing my mind about it is like the media and everybody making a big deal of it because it happened to Muslims. And I guarantee you, had it happened to Christians or white people, it would have been barely mentioned. It would have been a pass-by story, passing-by story. And I'm like, what is wrong with the Christians and the white people in this country that you don't stand up and say something about this? You know, why are you going along with it? And now they're talking about white supremacy. They're saying that the president is blaming him for it and all kinds of things, right? And the media is like, why don't they denounce? Why don't the president, why doesn't the president denounce white supremacy and all that kind of stuff? And if they had done this, somebody else had done it to white people or to Christians, you would barely hear about it. But they're having a fit about it now. Um, my thing is, why don't y'all say something? This is crazy. And then there have been attacks on Christians in, in countries like Egypt, uh, Nigeria. Nigeria. Yeah. It's a long list. That's right. Most and even persecuted people in the world right now are Christians. Yeah, even in this country. Yeah. And so it's apparent that they hate the Christians and they hate the whites. They don't even want Beto, Beto O'Rourke, whatever his name is. Beta. Beta, all right. They don't want him to run for president. You know why? He's a straight white male, they said. Like, this man, I don't agree with him, but he has a right to run if he wants. But white people and Christians are hated, and I don't hear the pushback. You will. What are we supposed to say? And the reason I want you to say something now, because I don't want the violence to come, because you get so mad, you come out fighting in the wrong way. And then they'll say, see, I told you so. But you're supposed to disagree with it if you think that is wrong. Speak up about it. 
You know, why do they care about the Muslims more than they care about the Christians? We are a Christian nation. Why do they care about us less? You know what I mean? This one Muslim woman says something in Congress, and they, oh, no big deal. And then this white man says something. We don't even hear from him anymore. What's his name? King, yeah, Stephen King. Where is Steve? And so these people are taking over our country. What I was thinking today is that, or yesterday, that we should not allow foreigners to run our government because they have different ideas about things. They come from different places. They don't agree with what we are about. And the second thing, when they come to the country now, they don't unite as one. We're supposed to be one nation under God, right? So they build their own little area. If you go over to Detroit right now, it looks like you went to Allah-u-Abba territory. <laughs> they didn't come and merge and become one with uh, Americans. And so they are not changing in their ideas and what they believe and all that. And we let them take over the government. Aren't we putting our own lives at risk? Oh, am I wrong about this? Am I wrong about this? How come you, have you spoken up about? Hold on one minute. I'm sorry. And then we'll, we'll be done. Have you spoken up about it? Uh, yes. And actually, uh, my family is Persian. We're from Iran. Right. And my family members get really mad because right now, like, just being Persian or from another country sort of gives you the ability to say whatever you want. I know. And then when I say, like, yeah, but they're, like, uh, you know, hanging homosexuals from cranes in the streets, all kinds of stuff, and, um, like, I mean, it's out, we, we left there in the, my family, oh, I didn't leave there. My family left there in the uh, 70s because yeah. they didn't like it there. That's why they left Amazing. because they didn't like the culture there and what it was turning into. And now they want to bring that here. That's up here. And it doesn't it's make any sense. On. It's like that's the reason we left. We, I have family members who were killed by the regime there because they wouldn't uh, pledge their allegiance to the new regime. And now they want to bring those people here. It's very bizarre. My thing is I hope Americans wake up before it's too late. We can end up like Europe or somewhere where we just don't have they change the laws. We can't mm -hmm. speak up anymore. We can't fight back in any kind of way at all. Yeah, like if you look at uh, cities like Paris now. Yes. Back in the day, Paris was like, oh, let's, let's go to Paris. It's this beautiful city where it's all about uh, they want people want to go there on vacation for the art and the food and all kinds of stuff. Now it's like actually dangerous to be in a lot of areas of Paris because, yeah, like you right. said, it's like. You're in like Allahu Akbar territory. Allahu <laughs> Akbar. <laughs> being a young, you're white, right? What do you think about all this? Being a young white male and seeing that white people are not light, especially young white male. What, what does that feel like for you? Um, what is that like? Yeah, it's honestly pretty crazy because I honestly don't really know what to believe most of the time. I feel like right. You have to worry about if what you're saying or what you believe is like correct. Yeah. And just like how sensitive other people how sensitive others are about certain issues, you really never know if it's going to offend someone. Or One thing I do want to tell you is never, ever, ever, never, all of you, never, ever, ever, never, never, ever, ever, never, never, but ever, not one iota of ever, 
care about somebody's feelings. <laughs> because in your heart, you know you're just speaking the truth. And a perfect heart is full of love, God's love. And if you're telling the truth and they get mad or they don't like, oh, you hurt my feelings, that's on them. Because that's a weak beta person. And there's nothing you can do about it. And if you give in to the feelings, they're going to control you. As long as you know in your heart you're not trying to hurt, you're just telling the truth, that's on them. Because they're trying to control us now with words saying, you can't hurt her feelings or his feelings. I don't care about your feelings. My grandmother said, oh, you're going to do that. You're going to school. They don't care about your feelings. They care about what is right. We are not, we are of the world. We're in the world, but we shouldn't be of the world. And there's two different things, all right? So wake up. And uh, it'll be amazing. One little word, because I got to end. Yes, go ahead. I just wanted to say that uh, the way that my, the older members of my family talk about the 70s in Iran is the same way you talk about the civil rights movement with the black community. Yeah. How uh, ever since then, like before everyone had values, family values, and now uh, ever since then the culture is completely gone down the now gutter basically one of the worst things that happened to black people is the civil rights movement it should have never happened it should not have happened because blacks have not recovered since then they have just it just get worse and worse and then they want to run out of government can you imagine having that wicked witch of the west <laughs> with the low iq how ah, would you like to be married to that one huh <laughs> If I were mad to her, I would divorce her. She can have all my stuff, all my money, as long as I get away alive. <laughs> I can always start over. But thank you all. Uh, uh, this has been an amazing talk today that we've had. And I hope you know that you've been brainwashed. Let that anger go so you can start doing it right. And you'll see Christ is with you. God is with you. The Holy Spirit is with you. And you're not supposed to be suffering in the way that you're suffering. The only reason you're suffering is because you have not forgiven and you believe lies. Really. And so those lies have you living the wrong way. All of us have been there doing it the wrong way. And as long as you're doing it the wrong way, your life will be hell. But when you start doing it the right way, and it doesn't matter what you've done, because the moment you forgive, it's done. It doesn't even exist anymore. No such thing as a past. All you have is right now. That's why you said come into the presence of God. All you have is now. So don't let someone remind you of the past. It doesn't even exist. All right? It's what you are right now. And so even when someone offends you, forgive them. And don't wait until you see the person next time thinking they're going to be the same way. Because you'll be, you'll be mad. Oh, I can't wait to see that one again, right? And the person's like, oh, no, I told you I'm sorry. I forgot about that. And you're still on them. Whatever happened, it happens now. And when that moment is over, it's over with. It doesn't exist anymore. All right? I really appreciate you all coming. Uh, did you have a question? I did, yes. Did I come to you? No. Real fast, and then Joel is waving at me. Uh, well, this was a question about marriage uh, and relationships uh, yes. previous. Um, as a kid, I w the way I grew up, I always heard this statement. I don't know if this statement is true or not, but they says always be careful on who you pick on who you marry because the person you marry, you're going to end up marrying their family. Is that a true statement? Or? If you're in a fallen state, yes. Okay. But if you are, if you are awake, mm -hmm. no. 
It won't be like that. Yeah, always be careful of who you marry because you know if they, if they have like you know nutty siblings or nutty cousins, you don't want to deal with that. You know? That's so, why God said, once you get married, take your family and go far yeah, away exactly, from them. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Go far away. Don't hang around. Don't let mama move down the block. Let mama live in another center to the Tehran. <laughs> <laughs> but you're supposed to go and start your own family because you're right family members mess up your family because they have all that jealousy and hatred and all that kind of stuff make sure when you marry go your way alright uh, thank you all for tuning in I absolutely appreciate it let the anger go um, forgive I'm telling you you can see for yourself and if I'm wrong don't believe me because I said it see for yourself and if you forgive and that anger, uh, you don't change, you can always go back to it. It's up to you. You can say, okay, I don't like it. I want to be angry. And go back. Speak up, but don't resent. And I want to encourage you to start telling the truth to the children of the lie. If they don't like it, no big deal. Forgive them. But speak up. All right? Speak up. You got to tell the truth before it's too late. Because they're really trying to take over. And they're getting everybody to hate men, especially white men. That's not going to work out for us. It's not going to work. All right. Um, when I come next time, I want to know what is a white supremacy. Because now they're calling white people white supremacy, and I haven't seen one yet. And so I was thinking that they meant the white people that wear the black hoods and go out and create violence, but they're talking about the ones that don't wear it. They're call, I think they're calling the wrong people white supremacy. But let me know next Sunday. Or you can call into the show. All right. Smoke on it. All right. I'm just playing dang. <laughs> anyway, thank you all for tuning in. All right. Uh, we are having a conference on what day, Hermes? Uh, a couple comp- conference, April 6th, 12 to 4, on a Saturday, right here. So RSVP, all right. Go to rebuildingman.com or call 800, no, 323 All right. Don't forget to donate as well. Thank you. And thank you all, too. Appreciate it. Amazing.